All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft II podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I'm your host, Will, a.k.a. Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good. Yeah, we're just two normal players on the ladder looking to get to that next rung, and we hope you enjoyed the discussion tonight. Well, I got to tell you, Widow Mines, they're pretty busted. What the hell are you talking about? I mean, if you think about it, right? Have you seen how many units they can instantly destroy? And the leash range, if you can pull that thing halfway across the screen and they're cloaked, they just lock onto detection and just keep getting shot after shot. It's incredible. And you're going to tell me that this unit is going to cost 25 gas and can be produced from a reactor... Uh, okay, Dan, Dan, I'm going to cut you off there. I'm just going to go ahead and let our audience know that our topic tonight is actually on balance whining, something that is quite prevalent in the scene from Bronze League all the way up to the top of GM. So tonight we'll talk about how it can affect your gameplay and maybe we'll do a little bit of griping ourselves. We'll see. Well, yeah, before we get into that, uh, Will, uh, how's the ladder going? So I actually don't really have that much of an update. Uh, my laddering has been a little bit sparse, to be honest with you. I've been uh, uh, doing some stuff in my personal life, and so like the ladder sessions have been a bit uh, sparse and a, lo a lot of the time pretty short. So uh, it's mostly still kind of like in this weird de-rusting phase where I still feel kind of sluggish with my controls. Also, you know, coming into games a little bit tired and exhausted, so the uh, the uh, brain power isn't quite there, and you know it losing to like stupid little stuff losing a little bit of mmr but i'm hoping that in the uh in the coming weeks things are going to even out a little bit and i'll actually be able to get back onto the grind really hard because i was really fairly happy with some of the progress that i made prior to the break and then you know this past week yeah well i know uh i know you're making some good uh good strides with the coaching you were getting recently too um, and, it, you know, you just haven't really felt like you've had a lot of time to, like, flesh it out? Kind of, yeah. Um, I, I Like, I have had a chance to, like, really practice some of the stuff that Vindicta taught me and really show that I there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. And if I can actually start to improve on some of those things, I'm going to be, you know, doing much better on the ladder than I usually do. But yeah, part of the problem is just like I haven't been able to like actually grind out some of those uh, some of those issues with my gameplay. So we're we're kind of just I, I don't want to say we're spinning wheels because it, it it makes it sound like I'm not really doing anything and I'm not making any motion. It, it's more like uh, it, it's more like I've stopped the car and I'm taking a I'm taking a break. <laughs> no, and, and you know I think that's. I think that's normal too, and I do think that like that that uh like that initial like break in period where like it it can it can take a while to kind of feel that groove, and it can also disappear pretty quickly if you know there's there's not a lot there. Um, so you know I'll I'll leave this section up to you, I guess, because uh, I don't know if you have any games you want to talk about or anything specific you wanted to bring up uh, uh, in 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 if you have been able to play at all. Uh. I mean, I did look back through a couple of replays, and there wasn't anything 
super remarkable. There wasn't anything I felt like was really worth talking about, to be honest. So not really any highlights or lowlights. Uh, I guess matchup specific, I've been... I've been hitting a lot of cheese recently. It's it's kind of bizarre, honestly. And sometimes I lose to just like the dumbest thing. <laughs> and then other times it's just like, I, I feel like I execute what I need to execute very well. Like the other day I actually lost to uh, somebody just like, <laughs> almost by happenstance, just running their lings into my uh, nat and then right into my main. And I had like, I... This is something that I was working on with Vindicta is I would pull the Hellions back to my third to defend it. And they just like, ah, it's, I don't care about the third. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to kill you outright. And I, I was looking at that game. I'm just like, I, why did I let this happen? This sucks. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely one of those things where like, I don't know, sometimes, you're, sometimes when you're being cheesed, you feel like you're crushing it and like you're an unstoppable god of macro and reactions and whatever. And then other times you're just like, yeah, well, uh. I died, and uh, that's how it happened. Like, like, there's not really like, there's no, uh, there's no storyline, right? Like, there's no, there's no storyline to when I die to like a thirty-two probe charge slot all in. It's just like, no, I, I just die to it. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing was is that I was taking some of Vindicta's. Uh, he he did scout me a little bit on how to coach Zergs. Uh, and I, I got hyper focused on looking at my opponent's gas. I'm just like, is he like, this is going to be like link speed, right? I'm going to watch this. I'm going to make sure he's not going to take more than he should. Cause for some reason I was like in my head, I was just like, this is going to be a roach timing, isn't it? I know there's, I know there's roaches coming. And then all of a sudden the links went in. I'm just like, it doesn't matter if it was a roach timing. I just, I just died to the ling attack. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, I know that feeling too. Cause like whenever you like learn like new, like scouting methods, I feel like you overanalyze it like 10 times before you actually like understand what it looks like in practice. You know, like it's just like you'll obsess over this one read that you get at this one time and, and like you're still going to be wrong. You know, like I think that's I think that's the hilarious thing about scouting sometimes too is that like you can have the information and you can have like a good like a, a solid read and like a justifiable like solid read like it's like oh i saw this so i assumed this and and it's like that checks out but sometimes it's wrong <laughs> yeah it's 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 such a weird game like that sometimes but uh I, I didn't really have much else to discuss so i'll go ahead and turn the question over to you and ask you how your letter's been going sure um i, I probably have a lot to discuss <laughs> um, <laughs> you can make up for both of us there you go so it's uh so last last time we we chatted, I was what four or five days before having a coaching session with Big, uh, and now we're like a week, a little over a week after the first session that uh, Big and I had, um, and we just uh, basically it's all it was all ZVP, um, and, and a lot of it is just uh, my ZVP is so low right now, like thirty three percent last I checked. It's it's one of these things where I feel like any amount of marginal improvement is gonna be significant, and like like even even bumping up my win rate from like thirty three to like forty two would be like pretty sick, right? So like I have a lot of room to grow, and um, I definitely got like some really good uh, focuses to work on in that matchup, and it's one of these things too where it's 
there's there's like a list of priorities that I'm kind of working on as far as making the build work and then there's also just like these like like little bonus details or like little tiny just like like build order quirks not quirks but like just refinements I guess is the word and um it's kind of nice when like the two of those lists start to kind of click together because I'm not always remembering all of the little refinements, but when I do, it like feels pretty amazing and I feel like I'm just more prepared for everything. Um, and you know, that on top of also just having better priorities and having a, uh, like a stronger plan is probably the most impactful thing. And it also just gives me a lot more confidence in uh, just how I want the the game to play out, right? So the name of the game right now for me in ZVP is uh, 66 Drones, you know, Roach, Roach, uh, sorry, Ravager, Ling Bane, and uh, try to hit a 730-ish timing, and that's it, you know? Like, <laughs> I have other stuff to work on after that, but it's like I'm just going to commit on 66 Drones and try to blow stuff up and try to get in there as good as I can and, and win the game, right? And, you know, there's other stuff that's like, okay, like, what's the follow-up? Like, okay, maybe we put down a Spire and we do a Muta Switch. Like, there's other stuff uh, that I can work in and I've kind of almost worked in, but it's it's very much like a lower priority. So uh, it's all secondary to that, that first, you know, 66 drone push. And uh, honestly, it's going pretty well. Like, uh, I feel just... Uh, like, like, it's amazing how just more clean the, the opening build feels and, and how much uh, how much I notice it as far as like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, oh, I'm in a good spot. Oh, I'm not behind when I might have been previously, right? Um, and I just, uh, it's, it's going well. And, and I, I think the other thing, too, is I can feel really good about uh, a lot of the losses that I take in ZVP because I still feel like I'm playing pretty well, honestly, and like... Um, you know, it doesn't always go my way, but I, I feel like I'm playing better, which I think is the ultimate, the ultimate success in, is feeling like you're playing better, whether or not you're winning or losing a lot more. Um, I haven't checked my, I haven't checked my race report recently. I'm sure it's probably pretty much the same, but I think that I'm getting some really good practice in. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I can definitely relate with the, uh, build optimization stuff. Like, it may not seem like much, but if you can like squeeze out like a couple extra units for that, uh, for your like your first timing attack, it, it can mean the difference between just like life and death or making the push work or not making the push work. So I, I definitely understand like trying to tweak in some of those optimizations. And it, it's funny because in my own coaching sessions, um, I, I, I have been yelled at multiple times for doing like stupid add-on transit uh, switches. It's just like you could have like six more Marines at this point and you could be pushing out right now. And it's just like, I, it's, I mean, it's like, it, it's hard to get some of those like tweaks in, but if you can, if you can dial them in, they, they do really well. I, I do want to ask how is uh Ravager Ling Bane for the new ZVP meta? Cause I know that a lot of Protosses recently have been going for this heavy gateway style uh this heavy gateway style into the or going into the mid and late game yeah um it's it, it works out pretty well honestly um i'm i'm kind of preparing uh to to attack anyways usually around the time that they kind of poke with that first round of stalkers um 
sometimes like like i've had ladder games where like they poke in with the stalkers and i just crush them with like mass ling you know and it's like oh cool like i guess i was ready you know and it's not like as long as i have a clean early game i feel like i can be very well prepared i i do think like you can run into problems if that fourth base goes up without any trouble so so that kind of becomes one of my uh main objectives is to deny that base or at least give them a lot of trouble when they're trying to get it up um and and i do think that it, it i have had a lot of success with yeah they're pushing me with stalkers and like i have enough but i can still like dive the natural with lings i can still cancel the fourth base that's building while they're pushing out like like it's um if i have enough units to play around like that i can i can make a lot of things happen which is also just really satisfying knowing that like uh, you can you can kind of make things work if if it's even if it doesn't start very well like that's the other thing I love about the the baneling runbys is that I can fail the first like two two baneling runbys but the third one might kill thirty three probes and I makes me get a good fight on the army and it's like that even though it's happening later can definitely put me into a really favorable position. And, uh, yeah, and, and there's other things, too, like, the thing about the build order stuff, too, is that, uh, it, it's just, it's just a, uh, more generic setup, in a way, where it's like, okay, Roach Warren is built in, right, even though it's Stargate, the Roach Warren has a specific time that it goes down, right, so, even if they do something weird, like, make one Stargate unit, and then, uh, you know, non-stop warp in gateway units afterwards, or whatever, like, even if they do something weird like that, I'm still, like, always prepared, um, and it's, 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 sometimes you find yourself in these weird situations, but it, it's, it's allowed me to really trust in the build and just trust that like, okay, if they're doing something weird, I'll, I'll be all right, you know? And, um, that's really nice. The, the other thing too, I wanted to give an example of like the little things is like the one thing that I think is really cool is that like the drone that I send to, uh, take my third, like pig is like, oh, like you can just build the second larva from your natural, just when that turns into a drone, just click it to your third. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, like it's just, it's, it's something I have to think about, like, right now. But, like, when it becomes automatic, it's, it's so nice. And it times out perfectly. And, like, I don't have to, you know, click one or I don't have to look for one at the natural. It's just there. And it already has a job, like, before it is birthed into the world. Um, and it's little stuff like that that, again, it, it's part of these little things clicking but it it just it makes my life easier like like it's something to think about but it's at the end it's easier and smoother it's great it's fantastic yeah i mean cleaner builds cleaner wins i i guess uh, uh something else i did want to ask is uh are you facing a lot of uh opponents who are still trying to do the uh turtle sky toss style it's just like I'm not going I'm not even going to touch your side of the map i'm just going to get to three bases try to crank some uh some stargate units out and then try to get a fourth um yeah yeah kind of i i do think that the uh this this so-called enlightened protoss with the stalkers into uh into the quick fourth is can still feel very similar as far as like once they get the fourth it can become a pretty defensive posture right like where they just slap down a bunch of static d and just kind of hang on whether they're transitioning to like big scary ground army or sky toss is kind of like it depends <laughs> and honestly every every ladder protoss i play is so different and so specific as far as how they like 
execute their plan and their follow-up. Um, I, I have had some people who are still doing straight to sky toss or like, you know, four or five voids into sky toss, but honestly, it's, it's not as intimidating as it, as it was. Cause I've had some good, I've had some pretty good results dealing with like the really greedy sky version. And e even, even that version still sometimes reminds me of this, uh, gateway heavy four base setup, because again, it's still a pretty quick fourth and a pretty quick, uh, massing of static D. So I, I still can approach it pretty, uh, similarly. And, uh, honestly, it's, it's going pretty well. Like, like there's some games where I've, I've actually nailed the, like, I've been able to crush their transition to sky toss, like as they're getting there, or like, I just blow up enough probes to where they just kind of YOLO across the map, but, um, I can still be ready and, uh, it, it's great, you know, and, uh, I, I, I had a game, I had a game, uh, where the guy, uh, like he pushed with carriers and I was getting corruptors out and he also had like so many zealots on the ground. So like I was losing on the ground and then I was, or I lost everything on the ground that was lings, but then I had like 18 roaches on the way. Cause I saw how many zealots there were. Uh, and then like, I'm having corruptors popping out to kill carriers and like, uh, it was one of these games where he actually he actually GG'd me and then started to win the fight and uh, like stayed in like and again I, I don't blame him because like it looked like he was pretty dead but he still had like two carriers and all of my corruptors had had died or were, or were starting to trickle down so uh, you know he, he stayed in for another minute or two and, and honestly I, I think it's totally legit because like he he started to he started to win in the air and I was terrified because I was uh, pretty, pretty close to dying. Like it's, it's one of these things, my spire's dying. I have like six corruptors. I'm desperately trying to get to like, I don't know, like 12 or 14 to kill the low amount of carriers. And like, uh, I'm making a second spire of my main. I'm really like, it really came down to it, but, uh, we actually, we actually pulled through on that one. So it was pretty, pretty satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. It, <laughs> There's a certain primal fear that kicks up every single time you think you're winning a game and then you start to lose it. It's because <laughs> I, I know the ex I know the exact feeling that you're talking about whenever that starts to happen, and it, it's got to feel even worse whenever your opponent, even your opponent's just like, "Yeah, I'm on the ropes. I'm gonna die here soon." Oh, wait a second. I got I have something in my back pocket. But yeah, it's it, it sounds like you're you're starting to get a really good feel for ZVP and that's awesome, man. I hope you, uh, continue to make some strides, make some, uh, optimizations to that build order and really start to crush some of these Protoss players. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. I'm definitely, uh, I'm having fun. Like it, it's also, uh, I've, I've had a number of games lately where it's, it's those games where you feel like you're kind of on top of everything and you're kind of just like, Oh, okay, he's gonna do this. Oh, okay, he did this. All right, whatever. And like you're you're very much like okay with what's happening. You know, you know the direction it's gonna come from. Like like it's it's such a satisfying feeling when you get to play games like that. And I've had a number of them. I, even even a couple where I lose, but like it's still like I feel like I did the right things. You know, like I feel like um, I knew uh, I had a good beat on the game state, you know, and I feel like I knew what was happening, even though I might've lost the last fight. Like I still, uh, it's confidence and like a confidence is, is it's great. And, uh, it feels, feels pretty good. No. Yeah. I, I feel like I play better Starcraft whenever I feel confident. So I, yeah, confidence is 
really big in this game. Was there anything else that uh, Pig coached you on for uh, ZVP besides for some of the uh, little optimizations? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, there was like the normal build build order stuff, and, and honestly, we just we spent a lot of time talking just like general ZVP stuff, and like be, because I do think there is like the the same thing I was saying where it's like every product I play is so different, and like the the amount of of freedom they have in choices and like I, I was talking about this with helium bunny too where it's like even even in the early game where it's like how do they use their first adept right i have i have such a wide range of how Protosses can use that one adept right maybe they get two maybe they get one and they never finish a shade ever they just they just look and they will never they will never even get that adept into like a risky spot where like it loses hull damage you know and then there's others who are like they just always shade in and they'll always run into your natural and like if your lings are like anywhere that's not directly on the shade they will commit in and just be annoying and like you know kite for a million years around the edge of your creep uh in your main base or something like uh and just dealing with that is is just there's so much variability and um you can you can take that variability in any part of the game whether it's like a mid-game switch or like a uh an early game switch or something like that and uh it's just weird but it's a learning process you know it's StarCraft. So since you've been focusing a lot on uh, ZVP recently, have you felt uh, any differently in ZVT or ZVZ? Have you had any like mechanics maybe slip in those matchups, or are you feeling pretty steady in those? Not really. I mean, it feels like, like business as usual, you know, like I'm doing what I do. I think some of the stuff I can do, or some of the stuff I'm really focusing on in ZVP is definitely something that I can... Uh, be more aware of in my other matchups specifically like there's a lot of injecting stuff that I'm trying to work on um, specifically like thinking more uh, critically about like the first like the first two spells from like my queens and like the third queen what does the third queen do when she pops out what is the the natural queen do with her second round of 25 energy like it's it's stuff like that and it's also stuff like um, making sure my queens are synced up throughout the game, right? Because this is the thing that I brought up to pick too, where it's like in the early game as a Zerg, you're just spamming the drone key. Like like 90% of your actions is reselecting your hatchery and making drones, right? Like, and it's, it's very frantic and it's very just, it, it doesn't really have the same structure as the other macro cycle because you're literally just like, I want to make as many drones as I can in the shortest amount of time. So I'm just going to spend every larva as I get it, and and that's it. But there comes a point where you don't want a macro cycle like that later on, um, and, and you want it to be 30 seconds, the, the bell goes off, you do your stuff, and then you do anything else on the map, you know, scouting, poking, um, harassing, whatever, and then you come back and do another cycle, right? Like, and just just trying to get those like synced up so where when i inject i inject all three hatcheries and they all pop at the same time right like it's it's that sort of thing that i want to try to transfer to my other matchups um because it's a universal zerg skill right you you have to inject in every matchup and um granted i'm thinking about it a lot more in zvp but it's also because i'm thinking about a lot of other things in zvp too so like it kind of fits in with all of that 
Um, but I probably need to, I need to like actually sit down and think about my ZVT opener because I haven't done that for like the queen energy stuff. I, I know what I do like on a typical basis in a ZVT. I have a pretty good guess, but I don't, like I haven't changed it. You know what I'm saying? So like it's still, it's still whatever it is. Um, but I could probably start to squeeze that in. But again, it's just like I'm playing ZVT. I'm doing my thing. Again, I feel pretty confident in that matchup. Uh, and, you know, I've had some pretty good games, I think, so far in that one for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good to hear that you're kind of staying the course with those two and maybe pulling some of those aspects from CVP into them and potentially uh, becoming all around better thanks to just, just some ZVP practice. Uh, did you have any highlights or lowlights you wanted to share? Yeah, so I, I had a, a low light where this uh, this is just a it's a ZVP where like uh, he opened he opened Gateway Forge, so that's a two base wall off and like a late cannon rush. Um, so it's it's kind of one of these cannon rushes where it's like you're trying to get a big response out of the Zerg and you're trying to really just mess him up a lot. And uh, I felt like I dealt with it pretty well, and uh, like like I killed like four pylons on my side of the map when it was done. And uh, yeah, I lost I lost some mining time. I, I made a spine because I was kind of nervous. Um, but overall, I think I got into a really good spot. And uh, it, it, it's just one of these games where I looked at the replay and I'm like, I, you know, I wanted to see where I was standing, you know, at, at the end of it. And I'm like, OK, I think we're good, you know. And then uh, I, I realized he took he took a third base before he like put his tech down so this is like a weird delayed start but he's still taking a nexus at like 345 you know like um and, and i had no idea so uh there really wasn't anything i could do about it and i spent the entire rest of the game economically behind it, it, it's one of these games where it's like i i looked at i looked at his position when he takes this third base and he has zero units he has one cannon at the natural and he's taking a pylon and uh, you know, he eventually gets a cannon and a battery at the third, but like there's such a huge window and this is so early where I could have done anything to this base to, to deny it or to, you know, just make him uh, sweat a little bit more. But if it gets up and he, he's got triple chrono and, you know, I'm 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 droning, I'm, I'm trying to recover, but like it's uh, I, I can't compete with that with that quick of a third, you know, and uh, it eventually I think, you know, I had I might have had some good plays later on in the game, but. It's one of these things where that that third base is so early, so so greedy, like offensively greedy, uh, but it gets up and he gets a lot of value from it, and uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, would you would you say a better call would have been to try and outgreed him or like try and be aggressive right off the bat to try and deny that third base? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think I in an ideal world I would have. Um, it's still hard. It's still hard to make that call because I think just the state I was in, I, I you know, I had some lings, but I, I also just didn't have the thought that he would be taking a third because I'm like, I just killed, I just killed a nexus worth of pylons here. Like, it's fine. And it's one of these things where I discover he took a third when I see his battery with my spotting overlord, his battery's done. And I'm like, why is there a battery over there? oh my god, this base is up, and it already has like 12 workers, right? And I think maybe, maybe there was a chance uh, I could have just been really greedy and gotten to it, because I still had a decent third base timing myself, right? And But but I think it's it's the fact that I had no idea it was happening 
you know, because because even if like I scouted it so late to where it's like, okay, I definitely can't attack it now. And I definitely already have been droning, you know, like I've already been droning in this game state because, again, I feel like I'm still up versus a two base Protoss, right? And, and so it's kind of these this this double whammy of like the game sense being a little off and it being just late. But I could have made links. Like, again, I wouldn't even have needed that many links to deny that base. You know, I could have probably done it with, like, 12 links. Um, and it would have been fine. But, yeah, well, it happens. No, yeah. I, I definitely I definitely understand the uh, that feeling of <laughs> just not not quite knowing what the right move is in that situation would be because to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know what you would should do in that situation either. Like he's already got a shield battery up and everything. It's just like, plus like how, how you expect somebody to be that greedy. It's just like you lost, you lost four pylons, a whole bunch of time on the cannon rush. You had to spend more money on the Nexus and you have 12 probes there already, which means like you had to have skipped so much unit production. Like I, I, it just feels insane to me. Well, well, it's it's your entire your entire defense is the cannon you have at the natural when you're taking that third base. Like that's the only fighting unit on the map. Um and yeah, uh, yeah, it's it happens. The window the window has closed by the time I'm I'm able to even process it. And again, I just look at the replay and I'm like, yeah, I'm behind economically this entire time. Like uh yeah. No, I I definitely feel you. I I wouldn't have I, pro I probably would have made the wrong call in that situation too. Um, what about your highlight? Highlight, I had a, uh, this is another ZVP. Uh, I had, so like this was what, yesterday I think? Or maybe Monday, I don't remember. But I had people who opened Voidray again versus me. And and like lately, every Paras I've been playing is opening Oracle first. Uh, or like, you know, Oracle, then Void or something, or mainly like triple Oracle. Honestly, it's very popular from what I'm seeing from my opponents. Um, but, but you know, I had a couple people who just opened, you know, triple, double Void or something like that. And uh, it was just like, oh my God, I forgot how to play against this. Um, the, the first guy who did it to me, I greatly underestimated what two voids can do like i just forgot <laughs> you know so it's like oh yeah one queen can be fine in my main and it's like well not really um so this was the second guy who opened void rays versus me that day or within that couple days so i was much more prepared for the void ray opener i had a good split on the queens i had great vision i had good awareness um so i was pretty happy about that and um it's, it's one of these games where I just felt like I was very on top of just the positioning and the army uh, awareness. So I was just being very active with the lings. I was getting runbys in. I was forcing him to look at things while banelings roll in other directions. Um, and, you know, even despite the circumstances and, you know, he was trying to be pretty greedy um, and, and going for, uh, like, void into handful of disruptors into probably sky toss um but we we kept the pressure up we denied a fourth we get lings in we're blowing up probes um and uh i end up doing like an impromptu queen walk uh which was i mean it was, it was curious minds so like the creep gets across to that third pretty quick and uh he he did a push with like stalker void something stalker or colossus colossus that's the one i'm thinking of the big one um 
And so he did a push with that, and I pushed it back pretty well with, with Rotrav being queen. And I already had so many queens from the Void Ray opener. I was like, you know what? We can try to attack this third base with our queens. <laughs> like, why not? Um, so it was one of these kind of on-the-fly plays. Uh, it, it was okay. I think I think we did, we did pretty well with it. It did cost us a little bit, but I, I think it was a good call because he had lost a lot of army, and we were able to trim down the, the power units uh, for a little bit. And uh, after that, I just kept producing lings and banes and uh, eventually just overpowered it. And, you know, he had like... He had like four disruptors, and it's just they're all surrounded by zerglings, and I'm like, yeah, this is going pretty well. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing quite as satisfying as getting like just catching disruptors out in the open and then just like devastating them. It's it's such a great feeling. Yeah, well, and now now that I now that I say it too, I remember because my my queen walk that I did, uh, like queen bane ravager ling, I blew up all the static D at the third. Uh, and the queens were there. I eventually lose them to disruptors eventually, but like we blew up all the static D and probably like half the probes there. Uh, and then, you know, I just kind of pull back, I chill, I make another round of lings, and then I just wrap around every unit on the ground uh, at the third. And there's no static D, no battery, no problem, right? And uh, I just wrap around this random amount of uh, disruptor stalker and just, yeah, that was the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome to hear. I, I do like the fact that you you said that you you took a moment to chill out after you knew that you've got a substantial amount of damage done. It's it's always nice to hear players starting to make some of those decisions. Just like I like, if I keep pushing, I could potentially lose this. So I just all I need to do is like pull back and just solidify the lead that I already have and make sure there's no way this person gets back in. And it, like it's something that I struggle with sometimes on the ladder, so it, it, it's it's cool to hear you making those kind of nice little decisions and really put yourself further ahead of your opponent. Yeah, you're 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 flattering me. You're giving me too much credit because when I say I pulled back, what I really mean is I lost every unit on his side of the map. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like I pulled back. Oh, okay. I pulled back okay. in a way, but like i had spent it right like the cost had been put down uh yeah i did pull back like whatever like 12 zerglings i had left over but they did their job in death they did great so <laughs> thank you thank you for giving me the credit on that one i'll take it it's no problem man um any other uh anecdotes about your recent ladder sessions uh, no, not really. I mean, just generally, like I'm playing a lot of ZVP. I'm getting a lot of custom games in and uh, it's going well, but it's also like I'm still I still feel like I have so much to work on from the previous session. Like I'm, I'm definitely like like I haven't reached out again for like, hey, when do you want to do it again? But I'm still like, no, no, I'm still good. I'm like I have a plenty on my plate that I can still uh, definitely improve. And uh, I, I, I'm excited at that concept and it's yeah man I, I think the next thing is just my injects and really nailing that down but it's uh it's a work in progress you know like anything else yeah i mean starcraft is a non-stop work in progress honestly we will always have something that we can tweak or tune or figure out about the game with that being said we can go ahead and hop into the topic so dan i'm gonna ask you a series of questions okay Sure. When is the last time you've been on R slash StarCraft? I don't know. A week week or two ago, maybe. Uh, did you see Balance Wine in the post? 
Um, I, probably. <laughs> I don't remember. I, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that I, I did some research and I went on to r slash starcraft. Granted, I did have to scroll a decent ways, but I, I did find some balanced wine. It was uh, the cost-benefit analysis of the Immortal and the Thor, which was an interesting take. Um, <laughs> sure. I, that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, when's the last time you visited the Team Liquid forums? No, never. I'm, I'm, I've never been there. Like I never go there. <laughs> That's probably the best answer you could have because I went to the Team Liquid forums for my little bit of research, and my God, grant, granted, there are some really nice people on Team Liquid forums. Uh, recently, there was a person who posted to the Team Liquid forums about how the low-level build orders that Pig and Winter were giving to people, uh, they, they don't work against uh, the elite AI. And Harsom actually made a video about this to explain like why that might be the case. Um, when is the last time you visited the Battle.net forums? Um, I, I think never. Maybe when I was in high school and I played WoW. <laughs> also a really good answer. I went to the Battle.net forums today. You, you, you guys get the idea. So Ballot Swining tends to be kind of a... There are a lot of memes about it for sure, but it does tend to... It, it tends to be present in the uh, cultural zeitgeist of StarCraft II. Whether it's warranted or... It's just a straight up stupid ass complaint. Like it, it, there, it's there. So Dan and I, we're going to take some time to discuss how it has, how it influences your play, how it could influence the scene, and I guess towards the end, we may, uh, we may have some of our own balanced complaints to go ahead and air out and let people know about. So uh, Dan, if you want to go ahead and start us off, yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on it, where it's like, it's it's in the culture, right? It's, it's it's been in the culture for you know over 10 years right like it's it's in there and uh i think it's always it's it's also just it's very memeable it's very memeable content you know and uh i think i think it's always gonna kind of be there but i also do think that it can be probably one of the worst things you can do for your own mentality and your own mental game is balance wine and um it's just one of these things where it, it can be so destructive to, to some people's gameplay. Uh, it, it, it completely derails all rational thoughts sometimes, like if it gets out of hand, right? And, um, you know, I, I get it. Like, like, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, I, I understand why it can get to that place for some people because StarCraft is a very frustrating game, and, and there's... Uh, there's there's a lot of things in this game that are very punishing and very brutal and uh, cold and heartless and uh, it's it's just there you know and uh, that that emotion has to go somewhere and for some people that's you know whining right like that's 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 their outlet you know and that's that's how they deal with it but but again as 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 being being a guy who's you know very improvement focused and uh, I like the improvement part of this game, I, I think it's something that I've looked at and I've been like, okay, we just can't do this, right? Like, 
Like, what am I, why would I do this to, to myself? Like, why would I choose to, to be this salty about things? Like, it's, it's so silly to me and it's like such a waste of time. But again, it's part of the culture. And hey, look, I, I'm, I've been known to meme here and there. Like, it's, it's, it can be, it can be kind of fun and kind of cathartic, like for sure. Um, but I also think that like it, you, you have to really, uh, just respect it as something that, uh, can definitely spiral out of control you know what i'm saying no absolutely um i'm i'll speak uh from the experience of somebody who it tends to be a bit whiny but is trying to be more improvement focused it's like you said starcraft 2 is an incredibly frustrating game um there there's a lot of things that can just absolutely turn the tide of battle very quickly or a lot of little things that kind of build up into bigger things. Um, and for some people, like the immediate reaction to something going wrong is to lash out immediately. And, you know, this is something that I, I sometimes struggle with whenever I'm laddering. It's just like you see a disruptor just annihilate an entire platoon of Marines and you're just like, that fucking immortal. That's why, that's why I lost is because that one disruptor just absolutely took out my entire, my entire force and that they're completely imbalanced that they can do that when in reality, it probably would have been fine if I had gone back into the replay. I had checked what my, what, if I had any economic advantage, if I was producing stuff behind that, because sometimes like in, in diamond league, I've had times where I, I don't even have to care if the disruptors pop a bunch of stuff as long as i'm building up behind it i'll probably still be fine now granted i can't just keep doing that but i mean that's that's kind of another discussion but my point being is that it, it it's it's almost easier in a way to put your own failings onto an external factor such as unit balance or the economic balance between the two fact or between the three factions and it's really easy to do because uh, the it's it's all asymmetrical. Every faction has its own ups and downs, its own positives and negatives, and it, it's really easy to just be like, "Oh, well, that positive is too much, and my negative is too bad to play with." Yeah, no, and, and I think like the the asymmetrical balance of StarCraft, like. I think sometimes people forget that like that's a feature man like that's <laughs> you know like that's an integral part of what makes starcraft starcraft right and like you look at something like age of empires or something and like the variations between the civilizations are they're there but like all right you get like a unit or two like all right like i guess that's cool uh but like it's 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 completely different when you have you know these races that are like incredibly different even as something as basic as how they produce units or how they produce workers is different like like that's that's a fundamental core change um that that makes this game asymmetrical right and um i i also think the thing you mentioned too where you're talking about an external force um it it's it's one of these things where it's like yeah if you were playing league you could just yell at your teammates for being bad you know like yeah you could just find some some guy on your team to tell him he dropped the ball so you don't feel bad and you you just exit that energy out of you i guess right but like for starcraft it's like 
where does that go, right? Like, and and for a lot of people, it goes to your opponent and it goes to balance, right? And like, for me, again, I recognize this, uh, where I'm like, oh, I like this doesn't help me to be mad at my opponent or to be mad at the fact that carriers exist, right? Like, like because <laughs> that's that's like the main thing I was mad at the fact that they exist at all, right? Um, and, and I think it's always it's always like the grass is always greener sort of thing where like everyone's just looking at the other race that they're losing to and being like, this shouldn't be here. Like this, the, this shouldn't exist. And like, I, I guarantee you for everything that you're going to complain about, they definitely can complain about the tools at your disposal, right? Like, um, it's one of these things where I can complain about a battery and they can complain about creep. Like that's fine. <laughs> like, like that's part of it. They're, they're very different things, but they're both extremely powerful, right? In whatever situation they, they are in, they're extremely powerful. And, um, that's, that's the way the game is put together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do have like a, a quick story about the, uh, the asymmetry of how workers are produced because i i remember i've like i i've had these discussions like so many times with other people about how each race gathers minerals and vespine and a lot of the time you will hear at least from the terran perspective there's always this complaint of like zergs can just drone they can just drone up to 90 drones like immediately and it's all because queens can inject and it's stupid and i can't believe that they would let this happen um protoss has chrono boost uh they can just crank probes out probably even more efficiently than zerg really can because they can be building units behind that too it's just like it's not fair terran has the weakest economy it's unbelievable and it's just like yeah for starters terrans have mules are you dropping your mules like mules are fantastic. Are you kidding me? That's a massive influx of cash that cost that co it costs energy, dude. It costs energy. That's fucking crazy. Why is that? Why would why would anybody allow that? Like that's crazy. Um like if if you're not using mules when you should, like you should not be complaining about uh economy. Now granted like maybe there is something something's better about having injections or chrono boost versus having mules but a lot of the time at our level it doesn't really matter like we're all making mistakes up to this point and those mistakes tend to add up very quickly as we go on so the fact that you're not muling appropriately means that yes you are falling way farther behind the other two uh races than you should yeah i think it i think it's always like the the way i always think about it too is that like within these different mechanics right there's going to be things that are punishing that are unique to that mechanic and there are also going to be things that are really generous to, to that mechanic as well right and, and like i think mules are a good example we're like Yes, it's punishing if you just stop making SCVs and you just have a worse economy later in the game. But the the mule gives you this kind of buffer to throw down money from the sky, right? And uh, it gives you it gives you a certain amount of uh, comeback potential from that, right? 
you can you can say a similar thing to injects right where it's like if you're injecting really well your production is gigantic right you can make 17 drones at once right like wow like no one else can do that right but it's also if you miss injects for a minute like your your production just crashes to a halt right and there's there's always kind of this like give and take in these mechanics and, and i think you're never you're never always going to be in the most ideal situation right and you just have to be like okay well you know i missed a bunch of injects and that's why i'm behind at this later junction and the the learning curves are just different for these mechanics right and i do think that like learning how to like spend your larva initially like before you even have a good macro cycle just learning to spend it not even injecting just spending it quickly is its own thing that like you have to learn and then once you learn it you have to learn like you have to learn it again because you have so much more larva and you have so much more uh like opportunity right but that only happens once you've learned how to initially spend that larva right yeah absolutely yeah kind of going back to something you said it's just uh if if you can learn some of these like some of the kind of pros and cons of your opponent's tools, I guess Uh, it it, kind of does go to show where the weaknesses in their play will start to sprout up, which it kind of helps twofold. One, you can start to kind of like exploit those and you can learn like their tools aren't actually as stellar as I was thinking that they were like, yeah, Queens are powerful, but they have their weaknesses. Like they can be sniped pretty easily. Uh, if they have to get pulled away from their hatchery, then they're not injecting. They're not making creep, and they're probably wasting money or uh, energy on transfuses. So it, it it pays to think about some of those other, just like some of the other or some of the other aspects of your opponent's faction, and consider whether or not they're actually as powerful as you think. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things I wrote down when I was thinking about this idea is like. Um, everything feels broken when you're losing, right? Like, like everything feels terrible. Like, it doesn't even matter what unit it is. You're like, this thing is broken. And it's like, well, you're at like, you're down 80 supply. All right. Like, you know, and, but, but I totally understand that feeling because that doesn't change like my emotional state within that set of circumstances, right? Like that's still, I still feel like it's the battle cruiser, right? It's not the everything else that's happened and everything else that's put me into this position it's the battle cruiser right but the the more experience i have playing starcraft the more i'm like yeah like if if they do a battle cruiser opening and they don't do a good job i win <laughs> right like like I, it's fine like there's, there's there's literally nothing for me to worry about you know and, and i and again that's like confidence and that's experience but it's also like, yeah, I still lose to battle cruisers every once in a while. Like, yeah, I had a guy who, you know, he made two battle cruisers and I didn't scout it and they showed up and I died, right? Like, it still happens. But it's also, um, I'm not going to be mad at the battle cruiser for that, right? It's it's just such a such a thing. And, and uh, there's a lot of ways to lose in this game and you can always discover new ones. Well, th- that's, that's the thing, right, is that... Um... When it when the battle cruisers come in, like in the moment, you put the blinders on and 
or some people put the blinders on and they only see that battle cruiser killing drones and that it, it, it that sets you off it's you see it and you're just like this is broken i can't believe that this is happening um when in reality if we took the blinders off and we looked at uh the fact that you've banked up so many resources or that, you know, you are 80 supply down when, or I guess at that point you shouldn't, if you're 80 supply down, you're in a lot more trouble <laughs> than just the battle cruiser. That's a whole separate thing. Um, but you know, like you're, you're down in supply, you look at your workers and you're down 10 workers. Uh, your Queens haven't been injecting properly. Like just in that moment, you see the battle cruiser killing the drones and that's like, that's what's wrong that's what's wrong that's what's the that's the issue here that's the issue it's not has nothing to do with my gameplay because i'm not focusing on any of that it's just this one battle cruiser yeah well and i i totally relate to this too because like even i remember even like in gold or plat or whatever like i i remember like being in a game and seeing a carrier would would automatically tilt me off the face of the earth and the game i lo i lose the game like, like, that's it. Like, it doesn't even matter what I did. I would see it. I would, my mental game would implode and I would lose, right? And it, it's one of these things where it's like, I wanted to yell about the carrier so bad, <laughs> right? Um, but at the same time, it's, I've been in situations where again i'm i'm still still to this day i'm not thrilled to see a carrier <laughs> it's like i'm not like oh boy it's a carrier no i'm like oh god okay whatever um but it's like i had to kind of get over that block of like it's not the carrier dude it's the fact that he's mining off of six gas and you're <laughs> mining off of like three right like like it's stuff like that where it's like come on like you can look at this in the bigger picture and um it it's definitely like it's a hurdle. It's a hurdle to get over that. And the other thing I always think about too is you, you don't want to be the guy. You, you never want to be the person who's like, yeah, banelings are keep is what's keeping me in gold league. You know, like oh yeah, those banelings. I can't believe they Blizzard let this thing through. I mean, that's why I'm in gold. And it's like, is it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can send me send me the send me the replay, and I'll tell you why it's not the banelings. Right? Like it's. It's it's not even it's not even rocket science, but you know some people like they'll they'll hold on to that forever, you know, and, and they'll really uh, just ride that out forever. And uh, I think that's where it gets really like detrimental and really stifling to to any sort of improvement. Because like, how do you how do you, like what's the next step from there? Like, if that's what you truly believe about how the game is like created and played. Uh, I don't know where to go from there, right? I like where. No, yeah. It well, it kind of puts you into this negative feedback loop where you see this supposedly broken unit and you're already mentally defeated. You all you like you see the carriers and just like I can't believe he made carriers. I can't beat that. And you want to know what the crazy thing is? Is that you're probably not going to beat it now. You are already mentally defeated because you just like your immediate thought was just like, fuck carriers, they're completely broken and Blizzard should have never let them into the game. That's, it, it's such a defeatist way of thinking that you're not going to improve at all. And I, I say these things because this is how, this is how I used to be. This, sometimes this is still how I kind of am. I tend to get frustrated in StarCraft, but you, you see this broken unit, you immediately 
bring yourself down mentally and you can't get past that like you're not going to get any better if you just like admit defeat every time you see this one unit like if you're not going to take the time to look at what's actually holding you back in these situations whether like even if you have to look at stuff like micro or how you're engaging into them like all of these things could be issues that you need to take a look at but if you're not going to take a look at these issues and instead you're just going to come up with the idea that I can't beat carriers. You're never going to beat those carriers. Take some time to watch your replays and see what you could possibly do better. Give your replay to a friend if you need to, because they could maybe they can suss out some stuff that you just aren't picking up on. I mean, that you have so many options. And I mean, another thing is that if this unit is so unbeatable, then why are there people in leagues ahead of you? Like if, if it were true, if I went into every TVP and I saw a carrier and immediately thought, oh, it's a carrier, I lose. How the hell are there people in Diamond 1, you know, Masters 3, Masters 2, like all the way up to GM? If you watch pro players, like they kick the, they kick the ever-loving shit out of carriers usually. I, I mean, it depends. I don't, I don't want to say like it's, it's a complete wipe every single time, but... Clearly, they're doing something that you're not. And that's, you know, that's something you need to look into. And just one more thing on this tirade is that, yes, this is a this is a bit of advice that gets kicked around a lot. And it's don't let them get there. It's sometimes not helpful, but it's technically true advice. Like there you should be taking steps to make sure that they don't get to that point. Like if for if just from a Terran perspective, you have widow mind drops. You can there are multiple forms of harassment. You have certain timings that take advantage of the fact that the Protoss army is going to be weak and under upgraded. Like if you're taking these opportunities to use these tools to your advantage, then I promise you the carrier army is going to be either way smaller or non-existent because you never gave them a chance to get to this broken unit. It's not broken. But you have so many options at your disposal to either nullify them completely or make them easier to engage into. Yeah. No, and well, I think one of the things, too, is that, like, there's... Um, you have to recognize as a player that there's a lot of counterplay to, to basically every unit, right? Um, you know, there are a lot of hard counters that exist. Like, Protoss has a lot of units that just straight-up hard counter other units, right? And that's... It's like a fact, right? Like, like yeah, there's exceptions if the supplies are really weird. But, like, that's that's a fact. Like, this unit is designed to counter this other unit, right? And and I think that it's easy... Again, it's, it's the same sensation of, like, it's easy to say everything's broken when you're losing, right? And um, and it always feels bad. But, like, like, for the tank, right? I Tanks are really good, all right? Like, tanks are really good. But tanks also have a lot of ways uh, for you to play around, right? You can attack from multiple angles. You can try to catch them while they're mid-animation. You know, you can um, just go anywhere else where the tanks aren't set up. Like, there's there's all sorts of options, right? And you can still say that, like, yeah, I think the tank is too strong. And, like, yeah, like, it's really strong. Like, it's it's really good at some specific things, but it also is super weak to a bunch of other things, right? And, and don't get me wrong, I know I know it's like very complicated, right? There's a lot of ways to do different things, and there's a lot of 
um, choices that you yourself can make. And if you're like, I never want to make mutas, like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> you can do that. Just understand that, like, there are going to be situations where it might be challenging or it might be different. And, you know, you can say this about basically any unit, any composition, right? There's going to be like, yes, I hate plane versus turtle mech, right? But there's definitely a way you can get in there and and uh, disrupt it or destroy it or whatever. Sometimes it's a knowledge thing. Like sometimes you literally don't know, right? Like you don't know what to do. And I think that that is um, pretty valid to, to have that. And uh, you know, sometimes you just need people. And, and it, oh yeah, this is the um, don't let them get there thing. The other thing you're saying with the don't let them get here is have a, a decent build, right? Like, <laughs> like, because because again, when we're talking low league stuff, like it's the execution of the build, even if it's just a generic, super safe, super like covering your bases macro three base build or whatever. Like that build will do so much of the heavy lifting um it's incredible and it's something that i still like even even for like the zvp stuff i was talking about earlier like i feel great confidence in the build right even though it's still very similar to what i've been doing i just feel really good about it because it has all of the the pieces that i need it to have to be safe to pretty much everything right like to just be thorough enough yes i still have to make decisions on the fly yes i still have to be uh, somewhat aware of what my opponent's like intent is but the build the build man you got to trust the build and and again I know it's hard I say trust the build a lot I feel like but um, I know the latter is very scary filled with like really crazy people who do all sorts of stuff but like I, I promise if you trust the build like your life will be better <laughs> yeah there, there was something you were touching on there just briefly uh, and it's, it's kind of this difference between balance whining to your own detriment versus being annoyed with something I, I i feel like being annoyed with something is it's a reasonable part of starcraft 2 honestly there's a lot of shit going on in every single game and it can be annoying to get hit with something you weren't expecting or with a unit that you know you historically struggle with um it, it kind of all come comes down to mindset like how do you actually want to engage with this particular style or this particular unit or this particular faction or this particular player. If, if you're going to have like the defeatist attitude I was talking about before, like, you know, you're not going to win, but you can be, you can be annoyed, but still have a good mindset about it. You can like, you can see something and be like that. I hate it when I see that. How do I beat it? Or, like, actually have a mindset of just, like, I don't want to see this anymore. How do I keep myself from seeing it? And, like, this is something that I've actually been getting coached on a little bit with TVP. Like, I would slam headfirst into a well, a well-organized a well Protoss army and just be like, that's broken. I, <laughs> how do I beat that? Um, and, you know, Vindict took the time is just, like, you know, you, you have these certain max out timings that you can be hitting. This army is typically pretty slow, so you can abuse the fact that you can be in multiple places at once. The Terran army is actually incredibly powerful at max out 2-2. So you can split off units and, you know, engage in multiple areas, and that's perfectly fine. And I started doing these things 
knowing that I was going to still be annoyed with this army, but I had a solution going forward and it's worked out really well for me. I've, you know, the, the annoyance has started kind of coming down more and more as I'm seeing these armies, just like, I see that I know what to do. I know how to deal with it now. And I, I guess that's another thing is that balance whining mindsets tend to stick around forever. Uh, they, they, they just stick to you like tar. It's terrible. You can be annoyed with something, but still have a healthy mindset. And eventually the annoyances start to go away little by little. Now, granted, I mean, again, it's not going to completely go away. I'm still annoyed with Colossi all the time, especially if I see him with carriers. Not going to balance wine about that yet. No, no, it's a, um, the one thing I wanted to say is that like, it's so easy to just fixate on the strengths of your opponent right whereas you're you're just ignoring the strengths of your own position right and like um you're you're ignoring the fact that like you have the most mobile drop unit in the game right like like and you know you know this right but it's also like yeah 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 but you know this but like here's how you actually use this to make this like scary protoss death ball literally just f2 back and forth between like their main and fourth and then like and then you're like oh this is not actually that bad at all right and, and um i certainly have had this like for myself too with like back in the day like i didn't know how to play versus battle mech right like it, it didn't make sense to me but then i watched some like i don't know i watched pig coach someone at my level versus battle mech and i'm like oh i get it like this is not bad at all and then with a couple reps of playing it and trying it like i still don't love playing against it right it can still be so so frustrating and so annoying uh you know when the cyclones are like just slipping out of reach or they're just getting your your hatchery tagged down like like it's it's still very uncomfortable to be in these situations but I, I understand the my opponent's composition. I understand its strengths and its weaknesses. And it just gives me an ability to look at it at a much more cool and collected way where I'm just like, all right, we'll just make a bunch of banes and we'll squish them into a corner, you know? <laughs> and like, uh, I, can, I can do that pretty effectively, right? And, and I can also recognize when it's like, yeah, we fell behind and then we got kite it to death and that's how you lose versus battle mech right you, you fall behind and they have momentum and they never stop kiting you and you just bleed bleed to death from there you know and it's like uh it's still frustrating but i also feel like i i know my objectives in those kind of games right and, and even just knowing those objectives even if you can't execute them from the given given set of circumstances just knowing the strengths that you can use uh it's huge and it's in it's incredibly powerful yeah, I, 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 it does make me think about some of our sparring sessions. Uh, for those who don't know, Dan and I, uh, every once in a while, like we we tend to practice together, and it, it's actually kind of weird because we like there will be there will be times wherever I have like a power spike, and then Dan has a power spike, and then I have a power spike, and it's like this this like power level going up and down, up and down whenever we have our sparring sessions, but. It does kind of remind me of that, uh, like getting better about having a learning mindset versus a balanced wine mindset where like initially, whenever we would play, I would stack my tanks up together and Dan got really good at being able to hit like dead center in that stack of tanks with Ravagers and just decimate everything. 
and I'd be annoyed with that. I'm just like, shit, okay, uh, what do I do now? So then I would start to spread out the tanks, and then he would have more trouble engaging into me. But he has, he, he's a little bit better about being able to like swing around and then attack somewhere that I wasn't ready for. I'm like, that's annoying. How do I deal with that? And so it, it kind of winds up being this back and forth of just like, getting uh, getting annoyed with how good dan is at the game and then trying to get better at being able to keep him from annoying me with some of that stuff but it, it's, it's just some of that stuff kind of reminds me of uh like how to have a learning mindset versus you know just like ravagers op forget it yeah i mean it's uh it's it's one of these things too i i think there is like a, a healthy way to you you can whine in a way that's just like venting you know like like hey look i'll go into i'll go into uh i'll go into zerg chats and i'll type something like oh yeah that battery go burr am i right guys and it's like you know i'll get i'll get 10 people to agree with me you know like i think that's i think that's a part of like the biggest community aspect of it where like you can commiserate with your faction brethren um but i do think that like some people really just go off the rails right and like um it's it's one of these things where there there's two things so one is that i think everyone has had a group of friends where you have that one friend who just always complains right and like that's their deal right like and it's not fun right it's not fun for anyone involved um and, and i think that like i think that's something that i just think about a lot where there are some some people are just born to complain, right? And like, they'll they'll find whatever reason to complain about things, and it's fine, right? But it's also like exhausting, and it's also not productive, right? That's that's the thing for me that always gets me, where it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are we? Are we are the wheels are spinning, but we're not we're not going anywhere, right? Um, and and it's just uh, the 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 other thing too is that this like desire to like you know commiserate with other people is is good for community we are all united you know as players of this game but sometimes the i get weirded out like occasionally i'll get someone who like shows up in chat and the first thing they say to me is like god i hate protoss players they're the dumbest people on the planet this is the stupidest thing and i'm like whoa buddy like chill like like first of all like we got to calm down before we can like have this discussion because like you're obvious you're coming in way too hot you're way too fired up and like what what am i like i you're, you're already so far that like i i'm gonna have trouble like bringing us back to a rational place because um and and that's where i find it to be very negative and very like toxic right um and just exhausting right like Oh, what do you mean you're a guy who doesn't think that Protosses are inhuman scum? And it's like, yeah, dude, my friends play Protoss. Like, like they're great. Like, yeah, I don't like shield batteries, but like I'm not gonna make them out to be terrible people. Like, come on, like it's it's absurd, you know? I so I I mean I've gotten pissed off with StarCraft before, and you do have to kind of have this like this moment of realization where you're just like yeah, I'm too pissed off. I, I'm too angry about this. And like, I, I've had moments where like, I'll, I'll go into like, I'll go into somebody else's chat and like, I'll type out something. It's just like, I can't believe how broken Protoss is. 
and then just look at that chat for a second and really think about whether or not I either either I believe it or if I actually want to post it and sound like a whiny asshole. And I just like I sit there and think about it. I delete it. I walk away and then I come back and it's just like, okay, I've taken a breather. Now we can engage with people. But um, I, like I, 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 I do feel like it's healthy. There's there's a healthy amount of commiseration that we can have for sure. Like, like, I don't necessarily mind it if somebody comes in and just like, man, that, like, that Protoss looked really strong. Like, he kicked, maybe not that, but, you know, they come in and it's just like, yeah, Protoss is crazy, man. I, I don't understand how this is supposed to happen. It's just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we get it. We, like, we've all played StarCraft. We all know what's going on. It, it, but it does get exhausting if it's just like every single time. It's just like, Protoss is completely broken. Shield batteries are insane. Zealots are insane. Like stalkers are insane. Probes are insane. And I, like you hear that last one, you're just like, wait a minute, what? These probes are insane. That's okay. Um, it's like Artosis, you come and chat. All right. But um, I I, I do want to say that I I do have some Protoss friends that I have, <laughs> I I really whined at about Protoss before, like uh. Helium Bunny has definitely been one of those people that like she'll kick my ass over and over and over again, and I'll finally ha- have a point where I'm just like, I like I can't stand this. This sucks. I, I how do you deal with this? And then we take a minute to calm down and <laughs> go back to playing the game. But uh, yeah, it's um like like I, I don't necessarily mind like being there to let somebody kind of like vent and get some of that stuff off of their chest. But at some point, like yeah, you're you're we're way too far. Let's go ahead and like take 10 and like bring ourselves back down to ground level. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's like if, if they cross into this line of like Protoss or like, you know, Terrans are like bad people. And I'm like, chill out, man. Like, like that to me is like such a red flag where I'm just like, bro, like you got to relax. Like it's a video game. All right. And, and it's, it's just one of these things where like, I, I think some degree of that, like extreme, like uh like extreme aggressive language i think is something that's kind of gnarly about the community and i think it's 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 a throwback and it's it's something i definitely do not enjoy but it's also like we can still have we can still have like good discussions about it And, and it goes back to the same thing too where it's like yeah everything feels broken when you're losing and if you're signing up to play a Protoss who's better than you, like get ready to get ready to lose to a lot of different things, right? Like it's, uh, it, and you know, it's uh, it's always those things that are like in the process of killing you that will stay the strongest in your mind, right? Yeah, uh, I, I do want to go back to that one point of uh, you know, people coming in and just being like, Terrans are the dumbest human beings on the face of the planet. Like I, I, I have had friends come in and say stuff like that. Just be like, "Man, Terrans are just—they have no idea how to play the game." It's like kind of tongue in cheek, like nudge, nudge type of thing. And it's just like, ah, "I know what you're doing there," but then you do have sometimes the, like the str- like a stranger come in and just be like, "Yeah, Terrans are fucking idiots," and it's just like, "I'm a Terran," like. Like I, I let my friends say that. I don't I don't just let anybody come in here and just start talking <laughs> talking like that. Calm down, dude. Yeah, it, it it is kind of a a shitty holdover from, you know, the years past. And I, I feel like it's 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 fairly toxic to like continue to think that way. I mean if it's like if it's a 
tongue in cheek joke between friends. Like, you know, that's I, I'm I'm copacetic with that, but don't come in and just be like all protosses should I don't know. Yeah, it's context, right? And it's it's context of a friendly banter versus just some guy who's like obviously just mad at ladder, right? Like and it's it's the context of it. And again, I think this is like not necessarily even just a StarCraft thing, but it's like a it's a video game thing. It's a skill-based thing uh <laughs> component, right? Like it's it's part of being competitive. It's part of, you know, being uh I don't know, involved in, in trying to be better, right? It, it kind of is latched onto that. I wish it was more separated, but it's probably not going to be. <laughs> no, nah, I, I doubt it will be. Like, that's, you know, if in stressful video games, sometimes tensions get high and people say stupid stuff that they really shouldn't say. I mean, granted, you really shouldn't say some of the things you said to start with, but so, sometimes, like, if, if I were to get, if somebody were to tell me, fuck you, Marines are broken... Like, I kind of pass that off as, like, a one-off. Like, maybe they're irritated or they're, like, coming in hot or they're, like, they've lost every single game for the past week or so. Like, that's fine. I don't particularly care. I, I hope you feel better. It, but it's, there's also the, the, you know, the people who are just, like, really, really toxic about it. And we're talking about the people who Blizzard still gives like the little red X above their icon. Like that kind of stuff I wish would just go away because it's just it's way too much. It's it's teetering on evil stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know I think that's I think it's a pretty small amount, but it's also like you remember it, you know, like if you run into them on the ladder and they got some extra words like you'll remember it and uh you know i think that's an unfortunate part of online community in general like just anonymity and all that um but you know hey it's it's i i think i think like the thing is is like i only have control over so many things right and like i can have control over my stream i can be like i don't want you to say that kind of shit in my stream right like that's that's the only like avenue i have for that and uh, that's what I'll do, right? But, you know, you're still going to get people who are super PM and, and super toxic. And again, it's it's one of these things where it's like they're already bad-mannered and they're already toxic and they're also going to throw balance in there just, just to round it out. And it's like, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? But again, it's it's part of it. I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to segue into things you want to whine about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say one more thing is like, like you said, it's kind of a vocal minority situation and you tend to remember that more than, you know, the average GG, but it exists. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to balance wine about some shit. You want to, <laughs> you, you choose where I start. You choose where I start. Oh, uh, go for it. Pick, pick whatever. Uh, I don't know. Pick, pick whatever feels, feels most pressing. If you need to tell the people. Uh, I cannot stand Zerglings getting into my base. It is the most annoying thing that happens to me. If I die in the first six minutes of the game because I forgot to raise a supply depot and your Zerglings got in, I hate that. I should not have to look at a... <laughs> I should not have to look at a mini map all the time and see that little string of zerglings coming in and then have no time to even be able to react to it before a bunch of SCVs die. It's broken. I wish they would do something about it. 
that's it's fair. They're they're pretty fast. <laughs> another thing, another thing that's really fast. Uh, warp prisms. If you get that upgrade, good lord, they start moving. And when you put like disruptors in there or you fly them past missile turrets, it pisses me off so much. Stop doing it. I'm so tired of seeing my main base go up in flames. Please nerf that. I refuse to play the game until you nerf it. My my favorite thing about I don't play PvT, but I think one of the most hilarious things is when uh, a speed prism just flies over a turret <laughs> and Steve is up right behind it. Oh, it's it's and more it just, than it's, it just it. <laughs> I've had a ring of turrets before, and they still slip in. It's so annoying. It's just like why? Why are you moving at the speed of a of a of a boosted medevac? What is this? Like that's your default movement. They just zip in there. And then the disruptor pops out, and then a bunch of workers die. And I mean, that's another thing. Disruptors. Oh my god. The a fact that you could just like point and click and a radius appears, and that radius basically kills everything within it. I hate that. I you expect me to be able to split off stuff? I'm 27 years old. My wrist can't take much more damage at this point. I can't. I can't move at the speed of Maru or Vindicta or Clem. They like I can't I can't I can't swing with the young people anymore. Like <laughs> I have 220 APM tops. That's all I got. Oh yeah. Well, I let it out, buddy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, I I can't I can't go I, I don't want to go too far without giving you a chance. Um all right. Well, I only I only got a couple of things. I only got a couple of things, but I, I feel like I have a pretty struck. First of all, I want to say uh, the the widow mine bit from the opening of the podcast um, that was pure fabrication. I do not care about widow mines. I think they're really bad. <laughs> I mean, not bad, but like they never affect me because I always make a roach. So like I don't care. I don't care about widow mines. I just walk on top of them and like eat eat the shot and you know whatever one roach dies from it it's fine it's fine it's not a big deal <laughs> but it was a bit all right i just wanted to set i just wanted to clear that up Be, the thing that i wanted to talk about is the ghost all right you're you're gonna tell me that this man with rifle uh or lady in some cases i guess um has the ability to snipe anything even if it's underground even if it's gigantic just just a couple pew pew pews and Anything that is large and zerg uh, evaporates into a fine red mist, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, just get infestors. And it's like, oh, well, have you heard about this other uh, wonderful ability that allows them to invalidate every infestor you've made? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, okay, cool. Like, maybe there's another tool. Maybe I could do broodlords. Like, it's an air unit. No, 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 they can snipe those. Okay, well, all right, let's do, like, ultras and banes and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, do you know how many banes it takes to kill a ghost? Like, it's like 22 banes banelings and you know they just kind of pull back and like there's like three tanks and then okay well you just spent you know 800 resources on banelings and uh you killed zero ghosts and it's like cool 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 they're just gonna like keep sniping things and uh throwing stuff in like cool 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 it's it's the whole cop that whole that coffee pasta the coffee pasta where it's like look guys late game zvt is hard to play you need a hotkey for your ghost for snipe you need a hotkey for your ghost for emp uh you <laughs> You need a cloakum. You need to snipe the overseers. Like you got to do all this stuff with ghosts, and it's like, it it, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. All right, I hope that was. Uh, um... That was pretty good. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with that. I can't. 
<laughs> ghosts are really ghosts are really good units. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 Zerg, let's make any unit that's expensive and hive tech. And it's like, well, sorry, the ghost uh counters that. Like mm, uh, whoops. <laughs> Anyways, that's the biggest one. The other one I wanted to rant about is the shield battery um, and mainly overcharge because it's like, hey, I, I want to take a third base and I want to have one adept and one battery and nothing else. And uh, I'm going to be able to uh, keep a third base with no trouble at all. And uh, that just, yeah, just just click click that battery just click it just 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 click it just click it and uh all of your problems will be solved regardless of whether you have like three units in a choke point like it's fine your base will be fine actually you know what we don't have a protoss on this podcast yeah shield batteries are unbelievable as long as you have an army in front of them they will not die do you have any idea how hard it is to click an overcharged shield battery with a whole army in front that's just absolutely crushing your shit it's unbearable. Yeah, don't you like the game of are they going to click it? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I think those are the biggest ones I wanted to complain about. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's worth complaining about. I don't like <laughs> I'm at a point. I'm at a point where like I just uh, there are so many things where I'm like, yeah, it's good, but not all the time. Like I hate beasts. Like uh, the other thing, this is the other thing. I, the the main thing I I I hate the most is like just certain postures. Like if it's like void ray disruptor, I I can't stand that because it's basically saying like you can never attack me for any reason because I have six disruptors and void ray battery. Like I and and like again, it's a little less common with this patch, but. Don't don't get me wrong. The Voidray patch it changed me forever, um, but it, it's just like they make they make a small amount of decisions and they have changed the entire structure of the game and it makes it so that like there's really very like the amount of options you have as a player when that setup is achieved is like well good luck, have fun. Yeah, the funny thing was is that when I was thinking about uh, stuff to complain about during this bit. Uh, my brain like slipped a gear because I'm trying to I'm trying to not like balance wine nearly as much anymore, and I'm doing you know I'm 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 being fairly successful at it. So like <laughs> when when we got to it, and you were just like, yeah, go ahead and start ranting. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> just hit like I, hit. I gave you too much. I gave you too much freedom. Is that what you're I saying? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I was just like, uh, <laughs> give me a topic. Wait, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys for letting us get some of that stuff off of our chest. The ghost thing is definitely valid, like a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> I Just make them, make them bigger, make them bigger, make them slightly, <laughs> slightly bigger, make them. Uh, I, I don't know. Give them make snipe and make snipe like twenty percent less good, and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> give them like a, give them like a, a glowing outline. That way they're easier to click on. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about? Um, no, I mean, I think this is just one thing that I had, like, as a general uh, thing where, uh, I don't know, it, there's always, like, there's always uh, the other side to it, right? And I think 
because it's a 1v1 game where we don't like see our opponent in front of us i think it's always easy to like look at our opponent and whatever they're doing and be like this is the worst thing i've ever seen right like like it's it like i get it but and then it's also at the same time like the thing i really thought of for this was during the void ray meta where i queen walked every game when they opened stargate and uh my opponent always made void rays right like you know not 100 percent of the time but most of the time right it was as was the meta we would both of us would be put into these roles and it's like the zerg experience is like well i have to kill them before they get any amount of void rays on the map right and then the Protoss perspective is all i have to do is hold a queen walk and win the game right and it's like the the objectives right have have been clearly defined because of the the thoughts of the like the what if down the line right like what if i what if they get to this spot what if they get 12 void rays that just fly around and pick off my base or whatever like what if um they get the third and they get 20 cannons up right like like it's it's this thing and we're both put into these roles which are equally unbalanced in their circumstance right like i think getting that void ray count up getting that sky toss transition just taking all the bases you want like i think that's super broken right at the same time the protoss can definitely think that the queen walk uh is very broken transfuse broken uh ravagers lings the ability to make so many things off of 38 drones like i totally get it right and i get it from both sides um and, and sometimes it's like both players are stuck in that loop you know what i'm saying like it's there's there's always something to complain about on the other side of the fence right yeah you know it, it's funny that you you mentioned the uh the queen walk meta because during that time like i i had zerk friends come to me and just say like i i hate the fact that protoss can get to stargate tech so easily and void rays basically nullify everything and i have to spend so much effort to actually walk my queens out that far but on the other side i had protoss players coming to me and just be like i can't believe zergs can just like walk across the map with a bunch of queens and take out all of my sky toss like it's insane like they pick off my batteries immediately like this is this is crazy i'm a terran and I'm just sitting here like, I don't know. It seems hard from both sides, honestly. Like, that's a, that's a very precarious situation that you guys have found yourselves in. I don't know how this is supposed to work out. I'm glad I don't have to play it that much. Yeah, well, and it's it's it just it feeds into both sides, right? And, and I know, like, when I was a dedicated queen walker, like, I know a lot of it comes down to the execution of that attack, right? Do they, do they do a really good job with, like, their building placement? Do they do a good job moving their Void Rays from the Bile? Do I do a good job transfusing my Ravagers, right? Do I lose all of my Zerglings at the start of it and, like, do no DPS with them, right? Uh, do I have an ability to, like, run into the natural? Like, there's, there's so many things that I could add to it to make it better. And there's so many things that I could screw up. Oh, I move commanded my queens for the first half of the fight or whatever. And they didn't attack a single air unit or whatever. Like, there's so many ways just within the execution. Even, even if we're accepting the fact that the builds are lined up in that way, there's still so many things within that execution that are just always going to be there, right? And, and you can say that, like, like, even when I was doing the queen walk, it's like, yeah, I know this is really strong. Like, I've seen it... I've seen it just win from 
being there, right? But I've also seen it fail because the ProRest does an insanely good job with their micro, with their control, with saving their overcharge until like the last possible second and having like a backup battery like behind the mineral line, right? That like I can't even get to with Ravagers, you know, like like little stuff like that. There there's so many like ways to get an advantage, right? And um I you always have to understand this this aspect of perspective and it's like the reason this meta got there is because it's it's like there's these two lines intersecting of like power spikes and it's just it intersects at this one moment uh between these two uh you know these two factions matching up and it's just like yeah it it's strong <laughs> you know like yeah they're they're both pretty strong and uh it's tough man but you know as as a player and as a player with a improvement like mindset it's like well what can i what can i actually control i can't control that carriers are really good right like i can't do it but there has to be something i can do right yeah absolutely it, it kind of goes back to uh just the fact that we can look at our opponent's weaknesses as well as look at our own strengths and know what is good for us like the queen walk timing is incredibly powerful. Why should you not use it? Or the fact that, you know, the Protoss is, I don't even know if they're apologies for not being super up to date with the queen walk meta, but I don't like, there is a certain power spike there, but there was still like a moment of weakness just before the queen walk would hit. And that would be a really good time to strike, like hit as early as possible. And just, like, knowing these things really does help with being able to become more improvement-focused versus, like, this is impossible. Yeah, I, I think I think it's also just, like, <laughs> there's a certain amount of, like, you got to have faith that the game is balanced in a way, right? Like, you've got you've to believe it, right? Because sometimes you can, you can tell when people don't believe it or they say it, but they don't, like, actually think about the game that way and again i i feel like that that kind of mentality is so detrimental to any sort of progress but you have to put faith in it you have to put faith that like the carriers are expensive and slow to build and uh you need minerals to maintain them like like there's there's a lot of things that are different right and you just got to trust you got to trust the system even though it really honestly it does not feel fair in many circumstances but you got to have that that little amount of faith, you know? Uh, even if you don't ha necessarily have faith in that, like, have faith that your opponent is going to make exploitable mistakes. Granted, like, this, this entire podcast is dedicated to those who are, you know, lower-leagued, the people who aren't, like, the top of GM or whatever. We make so many more mistakes, and we have so many, like, bloated practices that just wind up harming us in the long run so none of our like a lot of our stuff just is not executed properly or isn't executed as properly as possible and there's a reason why you're in the league that you're in to begin with so there's there's always a chance to move up is i guess that's what i'm trying to say there's always a chance to continue getting wins despite whatever kind of adversity that you're facing and still you know continue to win for the same thing for your opponent right you're in the league you're in and your opponent is also in that league right like and they're 
they're trying their best even even though you're not like inner talking to them they're trying your best you're trying your best and like at the end of the day i feel like that's all you can do uh to 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 succeed right like you you got to go out there and you got to give it your best swing you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely uh with that we are starting to come up on time here so i want to go ahead and say thank you to everybody who came out tonight and had a listen uh podcast version of the episode will be out next friday you can find the climb on apple Podcasts, spotify and other podcast sites our socials will be linked in the description if you can give us a follow a subscription uh whatever it is on apple Podcasts now i think it's i think it's just a comment or something it would be much appreciated uh dan do you have anything going on uh you know business as usual i'm streaming here and there uh, I am uploading new stuff to TikTok, um, which I'm I'm going for like an educational kind of niche. Uh, I want to I want to teach the masses about cool StarCraft units uh, in a digestible short form content. Um, it's it's not really for like a lot of the diehards because I think it's gonna be a little basic, but. My goal, my goal is to provide basic information to the masses and putting uh, inside jokes to the hardcore people. <laughs> that's that's the plan, but you know, hey, we'll see, we'll see. I'm enjoying making them; they're a lot of work, but it's very satisfying. No, that's a, that's actually a pretty cool idea. I uh, I'm intrigued to see how that will go. Uh, I I will I'll probably be. A little AFK this weekend. This is more so for our live audience, but uh, I will be. I'll be back on Monday. We'll be continuing to stream. Uh, what else? I mean, that, that's that's really it. We're going to be getting back into the habit of uh, streaming regularly, making sure we're grinding some of the some more games out. Uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't have all that much. With that being said, guys, good luck. Have fun out there, and we will see you next time.